0: Section 101 of Chesterfield's Letters to His Son. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Letter 132. London, February twenty-eighth, Old Style, 1751. My dear friend, This epigram in Martial, Non omote sabedi, Nec possum disere quare, Hactantum possum disere, Non omote, Or, I do not love thee, Dr. Fell, THE REASON WHY I CANNOT TELL, BUT THIS I KNOW, AND KNOW FULL WELL, I DO NOT LOVE THEE, DOCTOR FELL, HAS PUZZLED A GREAT MANY PEOPLE, WHO CANNOT CONCEIVE HOW IT IS POSSIBLE NOT TO LOVE ANYBODY, AND YET NOT TO KNOW THE REASON WHY. I THINK I CONCEIVE Marshall's MEANING VERY CLEARLY, THOUGH THE NATURE OF THE EPIGRAM, WHICH IS TO BE SHORT, WOULD NOT ALLOW HIM TO EXPLAIN IT MORE FULLY, AND I TAKE IT TO BE THIS, O Sabides, YOU ARE A VERY WORTHY, DESERVING MAN you have a thousand good qualities, you have a great deal of learning. I esteem, I respect, but for the soul of me I cannot love you, though I cannot particularly say why. You are not amiable, you have not those engaging manners, those pleasing attentions, those graces, and that address, which are absolutely necessary to please, though impossible to define. I cannot say it is this or that particular thing that hinders me from loving you, IT IS THE WHOLE TOGETHER, AND UPON THE WHOLE YOU ARE NOT AGREEABLE. HOW OFTEN HAVE I, IN THE COURSE OF MY LIFE, FOUND MYSELF IN THIS SITUATION, WITH REGARD TO MANY OF MY ACQUAINTANCE, WHOM I HAVE HONORED AND RESPECTED, WITHOUT BEING ABLE TO LOVE. I DID NOT KNOW WHY, BECAUSE WHEN ONE IS YOUNG, ONE DOES NOT TAKE THE TROUBLE, NOR ALLOW ONE'S SELF THE TIME, TO ANALYZE ONE'S SENTIMENTS, AND TO TRACE THEM UP TO THEIR SOURCE but subsequent observation and reflection have taught me why. There is a man whose moral character, deep learning, and superior parts I acknowledge, admire, and respect, but whom it is so impossible for me to love that I am almost in a fever whenever I am in his company. His figure, without being deformed, seems made to disgrace or ridicule the common structure of the human body. His legs and arms are never in the position which, according to the situation of his body, they ought to be in, but constantly employed in committing acts of hostility upon the graces. He throws anywhere but down his throat, whatever he means to drink, and only mangles what he means to carve. Inattentive to all the regards of social life, he mistimes or misplaces everything. He disputes with heat, indiscriminately, mindless of the rank, character, and situation of those with whom he disputes, absolutely ignorant of the several gradations of familiarity or respect "'He is exactly the same to his superiors, his equals, and his inferiors, "'and therefore, by a necessary consequence, absurd to two of the three. "'Is it possible to love such a man?' "'No. The utmost I can do for him is to consider him as a respectable Hottentot. "'This moe was exclaimed at Dr. Johnson in retaliation for his famous letter. "'Remember that when I came from Cambridge I had acquired, "'among the pedants of that illiberal seminary, a sauciness of literature,' a turn to satire and contempt, and a strong tendency to argumentation and contradiction. But I had been but a very little while in the world, before I found that this would by no means do, and I immediately adopted the opposite character. I concealed what learning I had, I applauded often without approving, and I yielded commonly without conviction. Sauviter so et Modo was my law and my profit, and if I pleased, between you and me, It was much more owing to that than to any superior knowledge or merit of my own. Apropos, the word pleasing puts one always in mind of Lady Hervey. Pray tell her that I declare her responsible to me for your pleasing, that I consider her as a pleasing Falstaff, who not only pleases herself, but is the cause of pleasing in others, that I know she can make anything of anybody, and that as your governess, if she does not make you please, It must only be because she will not, and not because she cannot. I hope you are Dubois, don't en effet, and if so, she is so good a sculptor that I am sure she can give you whatever form she pleases. A versatility of manners is as necessary in social as a versatility of parts is in political life. One must often yield, in order to prevail. One must humble oneself to be exalted. One must, like St. Paul, become all things to all men, to gain some— and by the way men are taken by the same means mutatis mutandis that women are gained by gentleness insinuation and submission and these lines of mr dryden will hold to a minister as well as to a mistress the prostrate lover when he lowest lies but stoops to conquer and but kneels to rise in the course of the world the qualifications of the chameleon are often necessary nay they must be carried a little further and exerted a little sooner for you should, to a certain degree, take the hue of either the man or the woman that you want and wish to be upon terms with. A propos, have you yet found out at Paris any friendly and hospitable Madame de Lercay qui veut bien se charger du soin de vous éduquer? And have you had any occasion of representing to her quel fait soit donc les But I ask your pardon, sir, for the abruptness of the question, and acknowledge that I am meddling with manners that are out of my department. However, in matters of less importance, I desire to be du vos secrets les fédelés Trust me with the general turning colour of your amusements at Paris. Is it le fracas du grand monde, comédie, bal, opéra, cour, etc.? Or is it des petites sociétés, moins bouillantes, mais pas pour moins agréable? Where are you the most établis? Where are you, le petit Stanhope? Voyez-vous encore jour, à quelque arrangement honnête? Have you made any acquaintances among the young Frenchmen who ride at your academy, and who are they? Send to me this sort of chit-chat in your letters, which, by the by, I wish you would honour me with somewhat oftener. If you frequent any of the myriads of polite Englishmen who infest Paris, who are they? Have you finished with Abbe Nollet, and are you au fait of all the properties and effects of air? Were I inclined to quibble, I would say that the effects of air, at least, are to be best learned of Marcel. If you have quite done with l'abbé Nolay, I ask my friend l'abbé Salier to recommend to you some maigre philomathes, to teach you a little geometry and astronomy, not enough to absorb your attention and puzzle your intellects, but only enough not to be grossly ignorant of either. I have of late been a sort of astronomy malagre by bringing in last Monday into the House of Lords a bill for reforming our present calendar and taking the new style, upon which occasion I was obliged to talk some astronomical jargon, of which I did not understand one word, but got it by heart, and spoke it by rote from a master. I wished that I had known a little more of it myself, and so much would I have you know. But the great and necessary knowledge of all is, to know yourself and others. This knowledge requires great attention and long experience— Exert the former, and may you have the latter. Adieu. P.S. I have this moment received your letters of the 27th February and the 2nd March New Style. The seal shall be done as soon as possible. I am glad that you were employed in Lord Abelmarl's bureau. It will teach you, at least, the mechanical part of that business, such as folding, entering, and docketing letters, for you must not imagine that you are let into the fin-fin of the correspondence nor, indeed, is it fit that you should at your age. However, use yourself to secrecy as to the letters you either read or write, that in time you may be trusted with secret, very secret, separate, apart, etc. I'm sorry that this business interferes with your writing. I hope it is seldom, but I insist upon its not interfering with your dancing master, who is at this time the most useful and necessary of all the masters you have or can have. End of section 101. Read by Professor Heather and by. For more free audio-books or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org.